candy ass? Put your damn feelings down. Let's laugh and drink all damn shows. Dude, in a gun room is in the house. Get ready. Get your drinks. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's get started, everybody. Here we go. Welcome, everybody, to Two Drunk Dudes in a Gun Room. This is Don Dunn. And Doug Norton. <laughs> Man, you can't stop drinking a beer for a minute, no, can I'm you? I'm telling you. <laughs> Hey, welcome everybody. Today we're going to be discussing the things that uh, we were expecting from transitioning out of the military versus the reality of what really happened when we transitioned out of the military. Doug, I, I know you uh, you transitioned after I did. Mm-hmm. Um, when when you when you <clears throat> was going through that, and and it, I know it takes a while for it to go through your mind about this is really happening. You know, when you first start that, that out processing and uh, you're working on your retirement packet, it really hasn't settled in that, man, I'm going to be doing something new in my life. When you got to that point, um, how late in the transition was it before you realized, Oh, this is real. I'd say it was probably actually six months before terminal leave. When like you, you actually, go do your resume and everything and you actually post it. Right. And then that one first phone call that you get <laughs> that wants to set you up for an interview, you know, that's when it's like, oh shit, it's really happening. Yeah. And, you know, even though <laughs> the jobs don't pay what you expect them to pay when you do get out. I think that's, you know, I think that's one thing all of us soldiers had when we leave is the belief that the civilian world makes so much more money. Well, I don't I don't know if it was that. It was just that, dude, like me, I never looked at my bank account. The money always got deposited the same time, you know, twice a month, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, it wasn't until, like, you, you, the money was always there. So you had that to count on. Now, all of a sudden, that was going to go away, right? Mm-hmm. And you had to make something almost equal to what you were making to cover I mean as right. if you were if you were especially leaving the army or military with bills you would want that especially if you had a family uh, it was a requirement like, for me you have to make this certain amount and then you start looking around at what you want to do or what your skills will allow you to do right yeah and then you're like wow really <laughs> I, I, th- that's exactly what happened. So, you know, when I first started um, thinking I was going to get out and retire, I, I worked at, at a few uh, automotive shops on the weekends and after hours. And, uh, you know, I, I, I still remember one guy telling me, you know, he asked me when I got out, he was a retired uh, military, stayed around the Fort Stewart area. And uh, when I was working at his shop, he said, what, what is, what do you want to do when you get out of the military? I said, well, I want to own my own shop. And he said, well, I don't know what you're going to learn here. He said, but the one thing I guarantee you'll learn here is you're not going to want your want to own your own shop when you're done. And he was right. You know, I, I, I realized, 
yeah, I don't think that's the road I want to go down. So when I started applying for diesel shop positions and I was getting entry level wage offers, oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the reality set in my, my mind was crap. What am I going to do? You know? And I went a, a complete different direction. You know, I, I, you stayed in the maintenance field when you finally settled with the job that you were, you were going to take. And I went into, I mean, I jumped headfirst into owning my own business and starting my own trucking company and hauling chemicals and, you know, right out of the military. And, uh, man, I got a, I got a, a quick taste uh, of how you're on your own out there. <laughs> that's, that's what it comes down to, you know. Everybody says hi, but the but the reality is nobody's asking if you're okay. Oh, nobody does. No, no. And yeah. I, I think everybody, uh, I think the reality sets in when you come out that that the brotherhood that you had in in the military, you still have with your ex military guys. But that transition to that civilian world, it it becomes a dog eat dog world, and mm-hmm. and you know where we shined. You know, based off of our PT score, our range qualification, and and our our skill sets, you know, gets watered down because now nobody wants to train you for anything. You come mm-hmm. in and heaven forbid if you ask the guy above you, hey, how do I do your job? <laughs> well, that's the quickest way to to find yourself getting fired because <clears throat> now nobody wants to train you for that two up, one down mentality that, that oh, we come yeah, out yeah, of the military yeah. with yeah you know i mean i i get it i guess the likelihood that somebody's going to shoot them and they're going to die and you have to take over their position rapidly is what? is less likely but that's you know i think that happens with a lot of military guys when they start work is is they feel like they're supposed to know their bosses and their bosses bosses <sighs> positions to be good in the field that they're in Yes, and, not and, like that. No, in the, in the civilian world, it's just do your damn job, come to work, shut the hell up, and go home. Yep, yep, yep. You know, and and I think that's that's one of the the transition uh, flaws. You know, is is they teach us how to do resumes, they teach us how to shake hands and look at people in the eye, and they try to water down the word "fuck" to where you don't say that so much. It do, that doesn't happen though. But. uh they don't teach you what the the reality is going to be when you get there. Yeah, I mean that that I, it's still my biggest biggest thing. I mean, I'm on going on. Uh, I'll hit four years at this company like uh, this year, but uh, I'd still. There's so many times I got to try to bite my tongue because I can't say what I really want to say. Right. Yeah. You know, and then even like when you get a new boss and shit, you you try to treat it like okay. I'm still the fucking first sign kind of thing. <laughs> you know, I'm going to te- treat you like my damn officer or something, right? Or, or my commander or something. Yeah. And then you find out, no, nah, we ain't clicking. So it's just, uh, it, it gets kind of, it gets, it gets difficult, you know? And then, yes. you know, when you talk to higher ups and stuff, it's like, yeah, you do have to bite your tongue or you might just find the door real quick, you know? Yeah. So. Absolutely. You know, and, and in the army, the, the the truth is that everybody above you wants to know the reality of what's going on in your your areas. Well, I don't think that's the case out in the civilian world either anymore. I think I think when you get out there, you're going to find out that 
they want to hear what they want to hear and they expect you to say what they want to hear, regardless of what the reality is. That's not what they want to hear. You should have fixed it so right. that the reality is what I want to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about numbers. It It is. You know, depending on what you do. But, right, I right. Mean, it's like they all have this one goal and you need to meet this one goal. And they'll tell you straight up, I don't care how you meet this one goal. But that's bullshit because they do care how you meet that one goal. Right. They care when somebody else gets in your stuff yep. that you can't. I know, sure when, I know when, when I was, was driving truck and uh, I would talk to an agent and uh, we would have a disagreement. A lot of times when, when they couldn't get me the information I wanted, I went straight into uh, military mode. You know, that's not acceptable. I don't want excuses. I, I want this information. Yeah. I don't care what you got to do to get it accomplish the mission that same mentality got me in trouble a couple times in the uh the civilian world too <laughs> i i remember specifically um we were running late on a load we were supposed to drop and and pick up another load and uh then still deliver 300 miles away well my mentality is that's my mission i'm supposed to pick that load up and deliver it. Well, we were late and uh, the guy running with me couldn't uh, make it because his hours was going to run out. Well, mine was too. But he called the agent and said, I can't do that load. I don't have the hours. So she canceled both of our loads. Man, I called that agent and chewed her ass for canceling my load. She said, but you can't do it because your hours will expire. Mm. And I said, I will accomplish the mission. <laughs> That is my revenue, my money, my truck, my mission. I will. I, yeah, I was going to be late. Well, I, I did get in trouble for that one. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's the mindset that I have. Even coming to work for you, you know, the, the mindset is this is the goal. This is the numbers. I'm focused on the end goal, you know. And a lot of times I, I don't get uh, wrapped up into the... Uh, the little stepping stones that you're supposed to take. Cause I run straight through that shit. Yeah. And I, and I think the mindset that, that you're trained in the military, it's just hard to break that thought process. Oh yeah. 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 So like, uh, they, they have feelings <laughs> when you get out of the army, they the civilians have feelings. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. You know, I've, I've noticed, um, it, no, I mean, this, this applies to everywhere though. It, yeah. You know, not even just work, but it's like, dude, you could say like one word, you could say, fuck, fuck, fuck. And all of a sudden, like you get these looks and people are just like, who the fuck are you talking to? You know, kind of, yeah. well, they won't say it because, uh, you know, it's not a word in their vocabulary, but I'm just saying, it's, 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 it's hard. Yeah. You know? So, but I was lucky when I first got here, uh, or my first, my first kid, I had a bunch of, uh, you know, cause you walk in, you don't know what the hell you're going to run into. And you know, our, in the army <laughs> at mechanics, they're a bunch of degenerates, you know, and everything. Oh, yeah. just, they're different shit, but whether you're male or female, oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're, 
just shit starters. And then, you know, luckily when I got here, I got a team that was the same way, man. They were just a bunch of damn degenerates. Instead of uh, uh, training to uh, shoot people, you know, I mean, it was, uh, they they shot hogs and deer, <laughs> turkey. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, uh, it was all right, man. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, it was kind of it was a good transition for me. I mean, everybody talks shit about everybody. We still do. So, you know, I I think as a as when I went into truck driving, I remember one time I delivered in Chicago, and there was a guy up there. I guess he's used to people with feelings, and he was giving me a hard time and just being a total dick. And I finally looked at him. I said, dude, I said, you ain't got to yell at me because your life sucks. I said, I didn't tell you to fucking live here. You don't like it. Fucking move. I said, the sun does shine in other fucking places. And from that day forward, man, every time I delivered that place, that guy was like, hey, man, what's going on? <laughs> you know, I think he just wanted to see if there was ever anybody else out there that was going to have a fucking attitude right back with him. You know, and. I fucking made his day that day. <laughs> I mean, that's good, though. Yeah, but other than that, like you said, it's all... They try to talk professional and use sweetener words. You know, I I, I laughed, you know. I've had my ass chewed in the civilian world, and it's always the same thing. You suck, but you did a good job. Well, which is it, guy? Do I suck or did I do a good I'm job? Not, I didn't tell you that. No, I know it wasn't you. But but they all they they, they want to go with that philosophy of counseling you on what you did wrong, but reinforcing it with something positive. I'll tell you, so far all my guys, even since I switched apartments, it was uh, they all love the twenty second rule. Yeah, it's way it's it like, You fuck up, you you're gonna you're gonna hear it from me for twenty seconds, and we're gonna go about our own business after that. You know, we're gonna fucking move on, like you know, that's done. Yep. We ain't going back. We ain't moving backwards. We're going moving forward. And they'll take it, and then they'll walk out. Yeah. So it's it's worked so far. Yeah. We'll, we'll see if I can continue that on. Well, I mean, and and I think it's it's a good philosophy, you know. I had a, I had a guy since I've been here. He didn't understand that rule. <laughs> he felt like. After I chewed his ass and then I denied his vacation, I don't know, it was like three days later that I was doing it because I chewed his ass. God, that shit was over with. I forgot about that shit by the time I got off the catwalk. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, and then I had to sit him down and rub his hair and stroke his back to make him feel better. Really? I you did that? I had to fucking show him. This is why I'm canceling your vacation. No, you can't take it because we're short. Here's the manpower listing. And I had to fucking break it all down for him. Did it work for you? No, he quit. (laughs) He took vacation and never showed up again. Uh, (laughs) But what do I know? (laughs) Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's not that different, though, as far as, you know, what we did in the Army, whether you're a squad leader, platoon sergeant, first sergeant, whatever... Um, I still feel like, uh, you know, kind of like a, uh, what a guidance counselor or a damn 
kind of like, hey, I got, I got a, I got a vent. Can I talk to you, kind of thing? Yeah. And then you know, it, it still happens today. No, I, and I'll sit there and listen to anybody. I, I agree. I mean, but they might not like what I have to say after I sit there and listen to it, because I'm going to tell them straight out. Well, well I, they're asking for my opinion. I'm going to tell them my opinion. Yeah. But I'm a totally different dude. So you're gonna, you know where you stand. I know where I stand, or what I would do, or whatever. Right, and and that's that's you know one thing that hasn't transitioned. And anybody that's listening to this that's thinking about transitioning, the the one thing that I can say, that mindset about if you're in charge of somebody, that you only are in charge at work. Don't have that mindset because that is what you're going to come across out here. Keep that that responsibility for your soldiers or your employees when you do transition because even to this day when when i see somebody that is normally having a good day i can't help but to to go up to them and say hey man i've noticed these last couple days like what's going on yeah is is you know i i noticed a, a change and and is there something going on believe it or not i did this just the other day now about a month ago and you know what he told me he said, uh, he said, I don't know why you don't believe me. There's nothing going on in my house. He got mad at me. And I said, God, I'm not, I'm not questioning you. I'm just saying I've noticed that this behavior it came suddenly. You know, things that you've told me about that's going on, I just wanted to know if there was more to it. Well, that's just it, though, too. Like, uh, you know, we, we always kind of checked up on each other, you yeah. know. Throughout the times. I mean, even like, you know, like Taco showing up here 18. I ain't seen him for 18 years. And he just shows up. And then we from California to Missouri. from California to Missouri. He just shows up. And then, I mean, as soon as he got here, it kicked off like we never like separated. You yeah. know, like I seen him yesterday kind yeah. of thing. And it was that that's that that's what the brotherhood and sisterhood we have with with our fellow military. But uh they didn't have that in the military or uh, civilian world, though. Well, and they the kind of question that when when you do do those things, yeah. you know, like I can walk up to you and, and what's up, man? Because I know you, right? I know you, you know, since the status are. I'm just like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And you're not gonna, <laughs> you're not gonna say nothing, man. Get the fuck away from me. Yeah, it ain't gonna happen, right? I, I believe, I, I believe, just the other day you asked me. You taking your meds? <laughs> I've been off of them a day or two. Yeah, I mean, but you noticed a, a change and and it brought you to ask questions, you know? I get it. I, I think that's that's the most valuable asset you can take from the military <clears throat> to the civilian world. You know? Um, when it comes to a lot of these classes, man, I, I don't know how you felt, but when you went through all these classes... That was to transition you between, uh, was it ACAP? I don't know what they call it now, but, uh, um, when you, when you went out, they, they gave you financial classes. They gave you all this stuff, right? Uh, the small, the, the small business association, SBA comes in and talks to you about if you're wanting to open up your own business. Let me tell you something, man. I've seen so many soldiers failing there before they even got to the civilian world you know 
this mindset about getting out and opening up your own business and, and everything else, if you wasn't planning that three years ago, four years ago, <coughs> you should not be planning that when you're three, three months three from months getting out. out. Yeah. You know, um, there's a smarter path to that. And, and I, I watch so many soldiers fall for these buying vitamins and pyramid schemes and mm. thinking they were opening up their own business. All of a sudden, you know, they get out after three years in the army and they start, oh, I got, I got, I bought some shares to this stock, yeah. this stock. What'd you pay? Well, I put a hundred dollars down on it. It's going to, it's going to go big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, no different than what they tell you on Friday for your safety brief. Have a plan. And, and that. Do you, do you still give safety briefs at work? No. No. I mean, now we talk about you heat. You don't. No, I'm saying, do you like check uh, your last day at work? Do you like say, hey, do this no. over the weekend? No. You should try that shit, man. <laughs> do that shit. You, Before I, anybody goes home that day, call them all together and give them a safety brief. And give them a safety brief. <laughs> should I invite Todd? There you. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if Air Force did safety briefs, though, man. Uh, we'll, we'll have to ask him. Especially him. I don't know what the hell he did. What did he do? Don't worry about it. That's, that's another conversation. I know he was a paramedic when he got out. I don't know what he did while he was in. But, uh, yeah, I, that I mean, the mindset is definitely uh, different. And uh, when, you, when you walk away, the one thing that I can guarantee you is your life will be different. Oh, definitely. You know, I, I want to say... And and I don't I don't know this for a fact, but I want to say that I heard somewhere that that was the highest times for suicide for veterans was during that transition. I don't know. I know a couple of buddies that that, that uh, I still reach out to that uh, they actually have friends that are still suffering with PTSD and TBI and all that. And a couple of a matter of fact, one just took his life. Uh, I think two three days ago. Um, which is, which is sad. Um, but I mean, it's still happening. So, yeah. um, you know, somebody's always out there to talk to whether or not you know them or not, you know, somebody's still reaching out for you to just pick up the phone or help reach uh, out to us. Yeah. I mean, just reach out to our site. Uh, I got no problem texting, calling, whatever, just, uh, messenger, messenger, whatever. Yeah. I mean, it, it don't matter, but I, I know for a fact, whether whether that's a, a, a true stat or not, you know, I do know for a fact that that was one of the most um, stressful times in my life was was that transition. Everything I knew for the last 20 years was fixing to go and be reset back to day one. Oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, you spent a lifetime in the Army all of a sudden, but it's like, bam. You're starting all over in a in a place you had no idea. Well, even even coming here and and going to work for here. When I came and interviewed for here, that was my first civilian interview. Mm. Not nah, second, second. I interviewed for a place before I, I interviewed here, but that was the first time I did a lot of things. First time I tied a tie. <laughs> I didn't wear a tie. I Come did. on, I did. But uh, they didn't issue me one, so I didn't wear it. <laughs> 
They shoot you one in the army. Well, I, I wore it when I had to. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, the civilians didn't know she needed the damn tie, so I wasn't going to wear it. <laughs> but, I mean, I was nervous about that whole aspect, and I even knew you here, and I was still nervous about it. I'd be nervous too because you that's sit in front of me and shit. This is just like the board all well, over I, again. I felt better when I got in there and seen that the interview was like a board. Oh. At least then it oh. did feel more like at home. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I think that that interview didn't go nearly as well as the other place. <laughs> the one thing we both agreed on at the end of that interview was they didn't want me and I didn't want them. <laughs> interview went better than they not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, it depends. The first time or the second time. <laughs> Went pretty good the second time. <laughs> hey, guys, if, if you're not uh, already following our site, man, make sure you uh, hit the uh, like button if you're seeing this on YouTube. Uh, download our podcast if you're listening to us. Um, and uh, follow us on Facebook at uh, Savahe Army on Facebook. Uh, Savahe Army Official on uh, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. Uh, reach out, man. Tell us where you're from. Uh, we try to do a live on Facebook uh, at least once a week. Um, you know, we reach out. We talk to everybody. We throw back uh, one or 12 uh, drinks. A couple, couple drinks. You not know? many. Um, we are usually not nearly as uh, uh, kinder and gentler on there as, as everywhere else. So we're not child-friendly. Uh, Make sure if you're listening to one of our live events... Uh, have some headphones or something. I'm not sure we're f- feeling feelings friendly either. Ah, definitely not. Yeah. Definitely not. Hey, but again, I thank you all for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, give us some feedback. Take care. Oh, it's, it's mine. All these damn what you doing?